March 26, 2010. Jimmy Page versus the Dot Matrix Printer. A few years back, I started noticing a trend developing the concerts I attended. Specifically, over the years, the line for the men's room has gotten longer, while the line for the women's room has gotten shorter. This says something about my musical tastes. People typically gain appreciation for a wider variety of music as they get older. You start with nursery rhymes, then in middle school you discover pop music, then in high school you discover whatever anti-establishment genre is popular for your generation, and then by the time you're an adult, you just start telling people, I like everything, except country. I adhere to this outline pretty well. The first cassette I remember owning was the New Kids on the Block Christmas album. It included such classics as Merry Merry Christmas and Funky Funky Xmas and eight other songs titled Adjective Adjective Synonym for Christmas. It was terrible. Fittingly, my first concert was a New Kids on the Block concert. They were on their magic summer tour and boy was that summer ever magical. I went to the concert with my best friend and of the 10 million in attendance, we were the only guys there. Normally, that sort of situation is the type of thing dreams and or beer commercials are made of, but at that phase in our development, girls still had cooties, so it was less than optimal. But hey, at least the line for the bathroom was short. When I switched from cassettes to compact discs, the first two CDs I purchased were MC Hammer's Please Hammer Don't Hurt Em and Paul Abdul's Shut Up and Dance remix album. Judging from these early entries into the Rafferty music catalog, the best adjective to describe my prepudescent musical taste is fabulous. That amalgam of hip-hop and dance wouldn't last long, however. By the time the mid-90s rolled around, I grew my hair out, traded my hammer pants for flannel shirts, which left me with a lot of shirts and no pants, and began listening to alternative music. Or, in upstate New York radio station speak, I had turned the dial from Fly 92 to 102.7 WEQX. My inaugural alternative concert was at SUNY Albany, where Sponge opened for live. It was definitely a bizarre juxtaposition of ring-walled exploitation and seems like Christian rock, but it isn't. Anyway, I don't recall going to the bathroom at that show, but if I had to guess, I'd say the male-to-female ratio was about 50-50. In the late 90s, I discovered electronic music, electronica, as it was known at the time. My joy of electronic music continued throughout college, with the exception of an involuntary Led Zeppelin phase I went through during my junior year. This was on account of one of my housemates subjecting the rest of the house to Led Zeppelin during every waking moment of every day, and many sleeping moments as well, for the entire academic year. Realizing the only way to escape the endless Jimmy Page guitar solos was going to be by fleeing the country, I decided to spend a semester in Berlin. I returned to the States with a newfound interest in electronic German music, so when Kraftwerk announced their world tour, I bought my tickets immediately. The gender breakdown of the Kraftwerk show was probably about 60-30-10, male, female, androgynous robot. After college, I started branching out into increasingly more experimental types of electronic music. Eventually, the music got so experimental that music became somewhat of a misnomer. There was no rhythm, no melody, none of the things that make music, music. When it's just some guy clearing his throat, waving his hand in front of a theremin while a cat howls in the background, it's hard to determine what to call it exactly. Music kind of wins by default. My lowest, or highest, point on the experimental scale was when I started listening to this female musician who made music by holding microphones up to speakers and recording the feedback it produced. I went to one of her shows and the audience there was about 75% dudes, although that probably had less to do with the music and more to do with the girl being really hot. Nowadays, the genre du year is chiptune. The chiptune scene is comprised mostly of people making music with Nintendo Game Boys. Occasionally, you'll get a Commodore 64 in there, and once in a while, a dot matrix printer. 
And if it's a particularly good act, you'll get all three, the nerdfecta. You may or may not be surprised to hear that fans of the chiptune scene are, and I'm probably being conservative here, about 80% male. The women's room at a chiptune show is mostly a means for girlfriends to escape the beep 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 bloop 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 beep 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 beeps for a few precious minutes. As you can tell, over the years there's been a pretty steady drop in the number of breasts at the concerts I attend. Well, except the New Kids concert, where there were no breasts to be found whatsoever. If you graphed it out and put years on the x-axis and time Pat has spent waiting in line for the bathroom at concerts on the y-axis, the line would go up at a pretty steady clip. Alternatively, if you replace the y-axis with percentage of Pat's music collection recognized by the general public as actual music, the line would go straight down. Unless you're polling Germans, in which case the line stays pretty much at zero until I go through my craftwork phase. Point is, I need to level the line on that graph out. My iTunes library has turned into a sausage fest. No, not the German kind. The good thing is, given the frequency with which I change my musical preferences, the line might even out on its own. I mean, who knows what genre's next? Reggaeton? Ska punk? Peruvian pan flute? Eurograss taiko beat? Folktronica? Hillbilly crunk step? Brazilian wonk rock? Hip apocalypso? New boy band jazz core? Hard to say. It could really be just about anything. Well, except country. <laughs>